I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. I love games, I love video games. Uh, and Emerald City Comic Con! Hey, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Rob, the artist. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Robbie Amell! What's up guys? It's Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. Today I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. I talk about the amazing Spider-Man and Silk Infinite comic. Matt Jet City! Bob McCloud, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I have got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravisar. is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Pooh. Robin Hobb is here. Working on a trilogy called The Fitz and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geek Star Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Uh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. So Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. As always, my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Dennis, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imigo Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it, I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Okay, guys, so uh, welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, and uh, bringing us all together after many, many trial and errors was Jason. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> How's things this week? Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I will never get tired of that. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. How you doing? Good. How about you guys? Uh, I'm doing well. Good. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. So what'd you think of uh, Suicide Squad? Um, you know, I feel like I've heard a lot of hate and love from it from a lot of different people. Um, I guess I'm kind of surprised because when I saw it, I just I wasn't really emotionally involved with it either way, honestly. Um, so I feel like when people say they either really, really loved it or really, really hated it, I just kind of felt outside of the group because I didn't really feel like I have any, I had any connection to any of the characters or any of it really at all. So I, I was kind of like, I guess let down because I was, I was at least hoping to hate it or something, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, and I can see that they were really trying to make a good movie and I think it almost was like going to be a, a darn good one, but I just, it felt like I, I, I two hours flew by and I was like, wait, what did I watch a movie? Oh, Okay. <laughs> do you mean like? Do you think it was just you just saw a bunch of people do a bunch of action scenes and that really was it? Or yeah, and I I mean, was it, it enough of a it, plot story? 
I mean, it felt like they were trying to do a plot that wasn't necessarily the most original, which isn't necessarily a problem. You know, I mean, there's tons of movies and books and stories out there that don't have to necessarily be original in order to be good, but definitely felt like they were shooting for a lot all at once. And I think that they kind of like got in their own way. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Jared Leto has, has come out pretty public and stated that he's pretty disappointed in um, how the final cut of the film has turned out too. Um, saying that he worked really, really hard on playing his character and he felt like he only got uh, most of a total of like 15 minutes uh, on screen time total. Because of some of the edits and what they cut out? So many edits. And honestly, I, I, I kind of just shoot it down to this. I think Warner Brothers is the big issue here and I think that's the big reason why DC is having a hard time right now, kind of like picking the ball up right now. Um, the animated films yet? Oh, I, I keep up with the animated films, yeah. I feel like it's like hit or miss here and there. Like some of them have been pretty decent. Like I thought that uh, Son of Batman was actually not that bad. Oh, it was um, good. Yeah, I liked it. But other ones like the Aquaman, Throne of Atlantis one, I just despised that one. I don't despise it, but it was uh, not as good as the first one in that series. I was expecting more. For um, there was something missing. There really was. There wasn't as much um, substance. I mean, things are going to change around now, obviously. I mean, yeah. uh, Jeff John taken over, and he but, is co-writer for the Wonder Woman movie coming up. And honestly, if that fails, then I think that DC and I are going to have to take a long break. <laughs> I think you're mirroring what uh, <laughs> what a lot of people have sort of felt on this thing. I I didn't. I did sort of enjoy watching the Suicide Squad movie. Um, the extended cut is better than the original. Um, but I've heard. Yeah, but still, uh, there's something lacking. And if, if I didn't know that thing about Jared Leto and having more to do with the film that they actually cut, because there's probably a lot more that was cut than the 12 minutes or whatever they put back in. Exactly. But um, well, see, but but I, but I do agree that the uh, they're getting in their own way because the Superman Batman movie, when that came out and they had that one that was thirty minutes longer, that is such a different film. And mm. Rob and I both agree that if that was the one that people had seen in theaters, they would have loved it. Absolutely, and um, some great uh, filmmakers uh, and people who are involved in uh, production have come out and said. Uh, uh, the intention for a lot of things and and uh, in a lot of ways such as and you know this is going to be a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen batman versus superman but the scene uh where they're fighting and he's about to like straight up murder superman and then all of a sudden he's like martha yeah and yeah. that bond right there i heard a really good i read a really good quote that stated the way that the writers and the director uh, for the movie, we're trying to sh- what they were trying to do, go for was Batman was so far gone he didn't even see Superman as another like human being in an, in a way for, you know quote unquote. Uh, well, uh, and hearing that made him a, believe a caring being with feelings. A caring, yeah. and he didn't even see him as like a person. Yeah, and that was like what brought him out of that and be- making him realize like oh. This is a person who was raised by humans, has human tendencies, 
considers himself a part of the human race. He didn't like think of these things. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. What Rob and so, I had said on the previous show. I only picked on uh, asked the question because people out there have not heard from Tyler in a long time, and neither have we. So I wanted your opinion on a couple of items before we moved on. But uh, I was. Gosh darn it! What the hell was I gonna say? <laughs> More technical <laughs> problems. Superman, Batman, the the the, the Martha, the the, was the, the, the they were. Uh, Did you want to talk about the Justice League? Is that the transition there? Or? No, no, no. We were. It was. Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can move on. Say hi, Christina, and then we'll start talking again. Hey. Hey. What's up? Not much. What about you? Uh, nothing. Just enjoying the Seahawks game and uh, 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 you guys. And looking forward to Rogue One in eleven yeah. less ten days. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's almost a week away. Is it really? Yes. Wow. I I created a uh, Twitter name for Rogue One, and no one else I have seen has. But that's okay. I saw that in your email. <laughs> what was it? What'd you make? Uh, mine says Christina Rogue Rebel. Okay, I, like I that. could not get really creative, so and I ran out of space several times, so. I, I've, just, I've still been thinking like nothing works for the super awesome geek show, but what could work for the John Adams one? I feel like your name, like honestly in its own is pretty like awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like it, that, that's going to be hard to pin down into something slightly more awesome. Cause John Adams first off just kind of sounds like a title first off and like first and foremost, like what's your name? John Adams. Look out. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking because he's Captain Andor, I could be Captain Adams. There we go. Yes, and uh, I'm loving all the um, all the little previews and all the toys and all the stuff. And we know not much about this movie yet, and. Um, yeah, that is true. Basically, all the previews have been the same, or they're recuts like of the yeah. same material, just sort of in a different order. So, and have you seen the? Um, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, what's her name that plays Jin? Felicity, right? Yes, she. Have you seen the clip of her on? Um, uh, on Jim on Jimmy Kimmel, where she explains to him how she fights. No, I didn't see it. It's hilarious. It's a clip of her doing battle with him, and um, he's acting all scared. But then they do her whole scene where she whacks him, whacks him, whacks him, whacks him, and she's not touching Jimmy Kimmel, but he acts it all out, and it's really cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. Or maybe we could splice it into the video part of this while people are, <laughs> when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, how many of you guys have seen DC Week? DC Week, the, 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 the last the week, the crossover event with the aliens. Oh Just no, I've, I've, I'm behind. 
Tyler, would you be upset if we talk about it a little bit, though? No, go for it. Honestly, I mean, it's my own I fault. don't mind. I don't mind spoilers anyway, so I'm just here. Well, and plus, Tyler, you can add stuff from the comics and things, you know, like. So, uh, one thing you got to see though is they they put up th this this crossover event had the Hall of Justice. Yeah, that's awesome. Did it really? Yeah, it was so amazing, dude. Barry Allen <laughs> owns it. I'd forgotten. Yes, technically owns All Star Labs, right? It was um, it was so cool looking. I mean, you should throw it in Google. Uh, check in. Uh, look up the picture from the from the CW show. I'm gonna try to do that right now. Yeah, like just put in like a Hall of Justice CW or something. It'll, I'm sure it'll come right up. And then you yeah. can put it in, for shits and giggles. You can put in uh, uh, Hall of Justice Super Friends cartoon, and you'll be like amazed at how close it is when you look at it really? side by side. Christina and I were doing that earlier. Didn't you think that was amazing, Christine? Yes. <laughs> now, are they going to do this for the uh, Legion of Doom? Oh, and have the little pod come out of the swamp? Yeah. Yeah, well, because that'd be the, the, the little oh, teasers about the Legion of Doom forming. Wow. Oh, that would be awesome if they had the Legion of Doom. Like, it would be all purple and it'd come out of the swamp. Oh, and look, God, that would be so great. <laughs> look like Darth Vader's head. <laughs> oh, my God, it totally did. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You say Legion of Doom. Years of my childhood. You said Legion of Doom, and I'm thinking the Legion of Boom, but you know that's just my problem. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looked like the. Uh, it kind of looked like Darth Vader's eyes or something, didn't it? No, it did. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh man, it totally does. Oh wow. <laughs> this is so weird to see because, like, that was like a big thing, like the, the one of the big shows that I watched as a kid. God, that was so cheesy. <laughs> wow, they really did get it down like a lot. Yeah, it was it was so cool seeing it. I think that was one of the best parts. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but it was No, I totally see why cuz yeah. dang. <sighs> That's awesome that the shows are getting it so like well put together cuz I didn't really think Smallville was like that impressive, but this is impre this is really impressive. Yeah. All right, they're taking it to a level. You know, um I, I you know, not you said Smallville, and it just made me think of something else. But um, I think I said that last time. I really loved how they introduced Superman on Supergirl. Oh, that was great! Oh yeah, great. I, yeah. I think they picked a great guy to play him. I thought right. he has done. Uh, I loved him in Teen Wolf. Um, I, I think he's done an amazing uh, job as Superman. I I just absolutely adore. Like I, you know, you can mess. After watching uh, Lois and Clark, and being on the set of Lois and Clark, I thought, really? yes, I got to sit at Dean Kane's desk. That was amazing. That's amazing, um, cool. But after that whole bit of Lois and Clark, and I thought he, Dean Kane, played an amazing Superman. I thought, okay, they're really not going to find anybody else. That great, and they didn't. I can't remember his name. Tyler, oh, yeah, is that his name? Something um, like that. Yeah, I can never say his last name. Um, but I, they've done well with him. I love the whole Supergirl with the DOA. Is it DOA? 
DEA, whatever. I think it was DEA, right? D-O-A. I don't know if I'm if I'm really that thrilled about what's going on on the Flash. It only, I mean, I have to get to the crossover, but you know the different wells and this wells left and <laughs> and now what's his name's um well well see that the actor the actor is showing the versatility of his yeah. craft he's very diversal diverse <laughs> but i mean the that the the fact that they're going to have wally become like a flash type guy too i'm just like oh come on enough of this you know like i know he has to have a sidekick kid flash yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's great. He does. I, I'm glad. I'm sad that the girl Flash had to go back uh, to her. Oh, she'll be oh, back. Yeah, Jesse. I'm, they'll have like a big, huge team. Yeah, a team Flash. You know, well, they'll have they'll have to because yeah, they're yeah the Flash family. They're building up. They'll have to for that to fight that big bad dude. Oh, yeah, I mean, him. the Flash is one of those characters that, I mean, throughout uh, his comics, even uh, has. I feel he he and the uh, the Green Lantern comics are like the exceptions to a lot of the syndication rules. Um, kind of like the overuse of you know that character and their elements. Like I mean, when Superman first came out, there was like a Super Monkey, Super Dog, Super Horse, you know, all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and they all, oh God, it was just so bad. But I mean, they were just doing it because they were you know it was making money. If you put the Superman symbol on something, it would sell. Um, but. Flash, I feel like, is an exception to that because of his timeline traveling yes. abilities. And then for obvious reasons with the Green Lantern core itself. But the Flash, I feel like, is so it's that it fits so perfectly with him. And uh, having, like you just said, like the Flash family, it, it's going to happen eventually. I'm actually like really pumped to see that. Even if it's cheesy or if, if it's done really, 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 really well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, what I want to see is a Flash family versus Gorilla Grodd army. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, I really think funny. they showed that you know yeah. he's well, right now he's building his empire. And he mentioned it on uh, the other, the other, the other guy mentioned on his world. What was it? I said the uh, Wells, the uh, the new Wells mentioned it on his world. Oh, did he? Oh, I missed that. The 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 new Wells. He talked yeah, about he, uh, he said something like. Um, because I think Flash was like said something about the effect of Gorilla Grodd and how they sent him away, and then he went, "Don't tell me you got sentient apes on your planet too." And he went, "Oh, a whole village of them, or something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see him come back. So I want Grodd back. Yeah, <clears throat> I liked Grodd. Grodd was good. I don't know what they well i mean his his backstory in a lot of the comics is kind of like here and there um does anyone remember the uh, justice league tv series the cartoon uh like justice justice league for cartoon network or whatever oh yeah the original one yeah 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 i really liked what they did with that version of grod that was good like the with the unlimited and all that yeah well yeah that was i think that was unlimited it, led, it was no. there was like justice league and then it led to justice league unlimited yeah yeah so that 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 series, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. It was like a whole like two or three parter with uh, Gorilla Grodd. Like, I think it was that he converted the world into apes or something like that, or he enslaved humans, something kept, like along those lines. Um, Didn't he have like a mechanical like helmet thing that he could then enslave people with? He well, had like an amplifier. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so quick, 
So quick question. So in the comics, is Caitlin, I, I know in the original world, she was just regular Caitlin, but in the one world, she was evil and she was the, um, uh, what did they call her? Killer Frost. Yeah, Killer Frost, but now she's starting to turn. In this one, is she destined to become Killer Frost or is she like yeah. a... I mean, she kind of, and this is the thing too, is, and this is also a spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know anything about Firestorm at all. Like, okay, like, pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Frost is the main bad guy for Firestorm. Yeah. Okay. I liked, I liked the whole progression of Firestorm. I thought that was pretty cool. No, that was really, you know, it took, a, it was pacing a little bit slow, I think in my, in my opinion, but I think that they ended up like on the right path and I can dig that. Yeah. Did, um, so I got to ask is, um, in the comics, <clears throat> cause I don't know as much about DC. So in the comics, cause here's what I can imagine. Cause I know that it used to be the same in the comics. It was two different people that were the professor and this one guy was firestorm. And then later on it became the kid, and the professor being Firestorm. Just sort of like how we yeah. got to see it in the TV, but I think it was just different people, right? Different names or something, yeah. I don't know. But uh, is was there the connection between one of the Firestorm characters and Killer Frost, Snow, Caitlin Snow, in the comics, like there was in the television show? And then therefore she would carry, like, like I'm thinking if she becomes evil and has a grudge against say firestorm in the television show i could easily see it being a grudge against the professor which then carries over to firestorm because the professor was thrown back to our world while robbie amel disappeared right hmm. so she I, could blame him for the loss of the love I, of her life right i don't think they're gonna make her any more evil than she already yeah touched on that a little bit i don't think they're gonna throw away that character I don't think it's going to be throwing it away, but I definitely could see them utilizing her um, as a villain that you can empathize with in the future. And I, and I mean, some shows have done that before too, where it's a character that ends up falling down the wrong path and you still sympathize with them because you've spent so much time, you know, liking that character, who they were before they transitioned. Um, I mean, that's the whole staple behind it. But if she it, goes full on, Evil, she's not going to be in the room in the you know the uh the room the brain center like strategizing them. They won't be able to trust her. This that's true, but let's. I mean, when you're thinking about like soap opera dramas, I think that that's you know kind of story. Let her do. She she might kill you people secretly, but I don't know if she'll really go fun. Well, Put on I the mean, outfit, and just start murdering people. That with a. Uh, uh, Professor Zoom, I mean, at the very beginning, you know, I mean, everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's so great. I mean, you knew all along that he was a bad guy and you were just waiting for the tide to turn and if and for it to be, oh, okay, now everyone knows that he's uh, the uh, anti-Flash, Professor Zoom, what have you. Um, and people were still invested in that character because of like him being like a father figure to Barry Allen. He was a bad guy, you know? So, I mean, it could be said that for... I think they, they got a freebie with that one is there's so many different versions of Wells now. That's true. Those Wells has cracked me up. This uh, art... art <laughs> what was it? This last Wells, artistic type Wells. I was like, what? This guy is far out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... I keep thinking of the new Wells as, like, up to something terrible. 
Yeah, me too. I don't trust him. Right? It feels like feels like the whole thing is an act. Yeah. But like he went back, so there's no current Wells unless a new one's back again. I. Well, have you seen that? There's the the the, the crazy Wells, right? He didn't go back, did he? The one that turns out he's not really an inventor. He's more of an idea guy. Um, the Wells with the daughter went back, and he helped pick the Wells that came back. That was the idea guy. Yeah. 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 That idea guy, I'm not too too hot about. Right. He could die and I'd be okay with that. But I think he's up to something. Yeah, I think he's something too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh okay, so so when I last left talking to Jason, I believe I brought it up to Christina and was it Michael? We were all talking about this, I think. And right. and one of the other episodes where I where originally we were thinking alchemy. Now, Tyler, Alchemy is a character that has appeared in this latest season. And what he's doing is as if, an, if a character had powers in another universe or dimension or whatever you want to call it, a different Earth, Earth 316 or whatever. I'm thinking of Flashpoint. Yeah, online, thinking about right? Flashpoint kind of stuff. He could pull out the powers in the person in the current Earth and they would become that person with power. So that's how Caitlin got her to become her powers to become Killer Frost, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Because she's getting her right. frost powers is what's going on. Well, right, right, we right. were thinking that perhaps it was Cisco, and the motivation was that when Barry changed the timeline in Flashpoint, uh, Cisco's brother right disappeared, yes. died. Uh, well, was dead. But, yeah, yeah. And I don't so, think they're going to go that way there now, though, because of that last legend. No, episode. yes, because we. I think they had that in their back pocket, but how would you redeem that character? Yeah, if if it, uh, he's been doing all this You're, evil, and it's hard to walk away from that really cool character that everybody loved much. Now, and you saw who it was then, Jason, right? Oh no, I missed this. No, no. Oh. so I, I skipped ahead a, a couple of because I had to get into the uh, crossover, and if it crossover, oh okay, wouldn't okay. reveal too much. But so they all have right. fully revealed who Alchemy is. They have is. fully revealed who Alchemy is. Yes, and like, all right. it was not someone I would have expected. And uh, all right. Yeah, it, I'll have to watch that episode. Right. Yeah, I got a little bit of catching up. Yeah, I, I just want to say it's interesting because it kind of crosses over to a couple of shows. I think and you'll have to let me know when when you when you see who it is. All right, we'll stick with what we know from the uh, crossover event then. All and right. now in the crossover event, did you see the other speed guy? Okay, then Wally? you don't know about that either. All right, I'll leave that out too. Oh, I didn't know if that oh, was okay, a crossover or not, but I guess it wasn't. Okay. Okay. So uh, you have a couple episodes of Flash to watch before you get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I did see like there's the rival. Uh, yeah, but no, there's some. There's something. There's more speeds. All right. All well, right. you know from the comic what controls it all, right? I mean, are you talking about the Speed Force? I mean, I don't know where, where you're going with this. Tyler, who controls it all? What do you? Yeah, what are you talking about there? What it controls it all? Like you know the like speed the God speed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're bringing all that in right now. Yeah, that's weird. That's a new character. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh. yeah, they're bringing all that in. So you have something to look forward to, Jason. All right, well, now right. I know what I'm doing we'll the next see. couple months. Yeah, months. catch up on Flash, guys. <laughs> That's interesting that they're doing that. So, okay. 
But anyways, so the crossover event started with Supergirl, right? And all we really got to see was a couple of portals. It was not a real crossover. It was like a prequel crossover. (laughs) I wish we'd gotten a full episode with her. Yeah. You get nothing. Yeah, we got a couple of little portals trying to open up, so we had a taste of something going on. That's not a a crossover. (laughs) That's like a teaser for next episode. (laughs) (laughs) And mostly it was just an emotional episode about her sister coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then we went on to Flash, right? Flash Yeah, next, yep. and Flash is where we got... Flash yeah, Flash is where we got him... Uh, let's see. Yes. Sorry. No, you're okay. Jason, do you know about Godspeed? A little bit, a little bit. I'm just suspicious that they're going to do that in the show, though. I know that's weird. Well, I haven't really like. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen it, so I can't really judge. But it also could be like um, I feel like a couple times they've done, they kind of throw us off, where they do something where you blatantly think, "Oh, what they're doing," and then nope. Like kind of like the Killer Frost thing. Like I really thought that the Firestorm, her husband, was a whole thing, and then they got rid of. Uh, yeah. what, Rob Man, uh, Rob Mel. So, but things are kind of fluid as people are writing and yeah, actors kind of develop their characters. Christina's got to run, so I'm going to say goodbye, Christina. Oh, all right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. I love this. You guys keep talking it on, and I can't wait. Uh, if we talk next week, we'll get to really be hyped up about Rogue One. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, bye, bye guys. Good night. Bye. But uh, yeah, I would, uh, well, so what were you going to say, JC? You were continue? Yeah. Oh, I don't All remember right. now. I have two issues. I want, I totally want, I have two points I want to get to, though. <laughs> go, go. But, oh, okay. So, one, um, what do you think about the whole scene with um, when Green Arrow talking to Supergirl, telling her basically to stay back? Like he needs more normalcy. Is in the uh, Legends episode, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was an interesting reaction. It was really awkward, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, I think I have an explanation for it. I, I just... I, I almost think it was just sort of like... I could, he was just being an ass. Yeah, but I mean... Well, I mean, he's a green arrow. So here, I could, I could, yeah, so here's I just kind I of accepted the way he... I guess I, guess, I guess I kind of... I felt off when he did it. So Tyler Green Arrow tells Supergirl kind of like in a very stern way that I don't need you on this team and I don't need your help to stop these aliens from invading. Just stay here in this room and the rest of us are going to go out and take care of this ourselves because we're human beings and you're not. And and then when he explained, which I thought was off, but then when he explained it at the end of the episode by saying, you know, you were an alien, I don't have any idea. I didn't at the time have any idea how to fit you in to his arsenal you know what he's saying like in his head I, he had in his head he's looking at everybody on the team as a weapon and he didn't and he knows how they act because they're human beings but he sure. didn't know how to deal with an alien in his group of tools or arsenal well that goes to the thing of he's not a leader he's just being thrust in this position he's like a killer but first now he's got this whole team he's leading but over and over again we've seen where he's just not very good at even with this crossover event he says barry's a leader of this i'm not leader of this he, because everyone just immediately looked towards 
Green Arrow that's, as being the leader, he wants nothing to do with it because he knows that's not his rank. That's true. I see what well, you're saying. And I mean, and this is just one more screw up. <laughs> Tyler? Well, I mean, that's... I think that's a fair point because, I mean, I mean, in, in majority of uh, the earlier part of the show, like season two and three and such, uh, whenever he took over leadership roles, he, you know, he dropped the ball a lot. He would fumble and kind of felt awkward and out of place. And it's very obvious that he wants to do the right thing and he thinks that he can do it. And obviously with the help of others, but I mean, he definitely turns towards other people to take over leadership roles. In, in, yeah, which also be too overpowered just in personality wise, where he has to control everything. He gets to have somebody else maybe do a little more delegation. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, uh, when he was crossed over with Green Lantern, he, you know, ran uh, in politics. Uh, so I mean, he has leadership qualities that we've seen. You know, Oliver Queen overall before having qualities like that before. I'm wondering if maybe the reason they're doing this in the show is because. Um, that's kind of the role Batman has when talking to Superman with the Justice League. Yeah, I feel like they're a little going towards that direction, but I'm not not entirely sure that's really their intent. I wonder sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. I see the, the interactions between uh, Flash and Green Arrow, and I totally see that. Yeah, but this one felt a little different. I wasn't. I was. It was a little awkward. I wasn't sure, like, if it was awkward intentionally or. If Did you feel it was just... like betrayal to the character or? No, because he was kind of doing that um, that Greeno gruff like no personality act. Okay, he kind of gets in that mode sometimes, and so it's yeah. hard to tell like what he's doing or like yeah. what he's thinking. But but it was it was good. Yeah, yeah. I got no, I totally think. <laughs> well, I I was just thinking about like how <clears throat> when I was a kid and watching just because they brought in you know the Hall of Justice and all that, and I just flash back to watching Super Friends. When I was a kid, no matter how, who showed up or whatever happened on Super Friends, I always took it as Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were the ones that were in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, well, so if we were going to yeah. make that analogy in this world, it'd be Supergirl, Oliver, and then I guess the Flash, right? Because those are the three big ones in the in the CW universe, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. sure. Well, plus those are the first; those are the big three that are. You know, so you know you got two males and then a female. Uh, yeah. One like super super powered. Uh, one is the gruff like thinking tactician who's like, "Don't talk to me, I'm trouble." And then <laughs> the very like thought process but very caring uh, individual who just wants everyone to be okay. So I mean, yeah, you have definitely the Trinity role there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all. I, I I really enjoyed some of the actions between the Flash and Green Arrow, and they're they're talking like when I think the second episode where they're attacked by the aliens, and just their interaction when they're trying to. Um, I think Supergirl was mind-nated and she was like using her laser vision, and they're gonna hide, and he was basically saying, you know, whenever you show up, everything just goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, wasn't it, weren't they like, it was, it was in The Flash where they were behind those things and he's like, you brought me over for this or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> it's just a dude with arrows, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. Another thing I wanted to say. Oh, go, no, go, you know, go, go ahead. Make this point. Oh, next one? All right. Uh, the, 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 the Dominators, I think they're, they're totally lying. 
So they claim that they're coming there because of Galen's time travel and the metahumans, right? But then they leave so quickly after being fought. I think they will bury Alan for his time travel abilities. I can see that. And when they couldn't get it, they decided to leave. Hmm. Interesting. Because they get that speech about, we've seen this happen with other plots. I think that's all BS. Well. It would also be why we get the full force, right? It could be a faction within the Dominators that want time travel ability. I mean, take this into consideration if they're following uh, continuity, at least somewhat, which they have been doing a pretty good job of. Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would wonder if they're referencing something that they've experienced with um, the Guardians uh, from Green Lanterns. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, it, it, it felt like when the alien was explaining it, oh. like, this is something that kind of happens with other planets, is that, you know, eventually, he, well, obviously not metahumans, but meta, whatever, Martians or whatever, start appearing, and then things just kind of go to crap there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of weird, because they, all, they, all they wanted was Barry Allen. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I think they, they, they maybe somehow detect the time travel, because I don't, it's hard to tell how desirable... I mean, this is our first real, real encounter with aliens within this episode of Supergirl stuff. How valuable time travel is out there? Well, I mean, you've also got uh, the Martian Manhunter. So, I mean, it's not necessarily that... Well, it's the first time that there's been violent aliens. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you did have the power to detect time travel, it would be an incredibly valuable thing. You would go across the galaxy and almost destroy our planet to get that ability. Yeah. What, the, the, the ability to travel or to detect time travel? Or to, to ta- time travel. Yeah. yeah. Just, just an idea. Okay. It's odd that they just gave up so quick. But, you know, the typical alien invasion. Yeah. Oh, battle, we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this sucks, guys. We gotta go. I yeah, gotta yeah. go home. <laughs> well, so the really thing that's gonna get you is would they have invaded if, if Barry had never created Flashpoint, right? Oh, I don't. I mean, yeah, we don't. That's why I was wondering if maybe they can, they detect the travel. Yeah, that's okay. What made I see what you're saying. In. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, how many? Has he messed with the timeline now? Yeah. Oh my gosh! At least yeah. three, right? Well, and then Professor Zoom, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's been quite a few. Yeah. Um, I yeah. guess the other question is, why Barry over uh, any of the other? Uh, you know, speedsters. Is it that he's the only one available, or... Yeah, probably the only one available, and the only one that they could get to willingly turn himself over without a fight. Right. Plus... Because they're basically like, oh, turn yourself over, and we won't kill everyone. Right. And so, of course, Barry's like, okay, fine. I'm Barry. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Man, so, I haven't heard the Dominators in a long while, and that was actually... The, that answered the question that I was uh, curious about because uh, like, wasn't their first appearance like some sort of like a mini crossover event in like the 80s or something yeah oh boy yeah it was a long time ago I think it was like even Todd McFarlane who was responsible for that one yeah I remember seeing that when they did the little teaser of it I was like oh my gosh well it also works pretty good for the TV show because with mind control you don't to have you don't need to do the special effects for every t- interaction with the alien oh yeah yeah because I know that's when I hear them talk, like, so it's mm-hmm. paramount, and their thoughts is like, oh, this could be awesome, but how much money is it going to cost to make? 
right. budget on it, one episode only the hardcore fans really like. I'm impressed just that basic television these days has been able to get the budget that they do. Because, I mean, think, think about most any other show television getting this kind of budget. It's impressive. It's, it's really shown how far we've come as far as production value. Yeah, I've been thinking that these uh, these CW shows have been far better than some that were out even a few years back, you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, sure, we've had, like, CG and other kinds of special effects before, but, I mean, this is this is nuts. This is impressive. Yeah, I think, uh, what was it, uh, Kevin Smith, when he was directing one of the episodes, he directed he said, one, yeah. He did? Um, he was saying that, you know, they do... Um, they do like a very light special effects when they're doing say editing, right? So they don't render the whole. And he was like, you know, these rudimentary special effects just to see how it's going to work better than special effects from Dogma. <laughs> like, you know, the finished stuff, you know, just how quickly things move. And this is also not a true movie. It's just, you know, one episode of a season of TV. Yeah. Right. See, I, I was, uh, the crap, man. I am like losing it today. So what do you think of uh what's the Brandon Routh was his name when he's like uh, how Supergirl kinda reminds him of his cousin? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good line. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. Um I was gonna say you know, uh what'd you think of okay, wait. So no, you saw the new costume for Steel because you watched the thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, do you like that or not? I think it's a bit, a bit odd. bit over the top, but he right? is kind of over the top. Like uh, even, all right. He's, he's a big dude. Like <laughs> that, that, that ridiculous outfit is down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to thinking that, man, once he, when I saw him fighting, I was like, he could take on this whole group by himself because nothing can penetrate him. I'm like, you only need like Supergirl and him. Everybody else can just hang out. Yeah, well, we, he hasn't necessarily tested his powers all the way. We've seen if he can get dented yet. That could be bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because then when you come back, your your rib would be broken. Yeah. <laughs> and now, have you caught up on Legends? Did you see? I'm. I think I'm two weeks behind each of them. Jonah Hex. I want to say. Yeah, I have not seen Jonah Hex return. return. Okay. He was in a okay. he was in a previous episode, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yes, I seen to be the second one with Jonah Hex. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it, the funny thing is, is I was never a big fan of the character. I mean, I, I knew of him. I knew he was around and stuff. But I like it when they show up on cartoons as a guest or like on the TV show. Like this is a guest. That's that's when I love yeah. these extra characters. You know. Just for a brief moment, let's bring this guy in, and I think they're pretty cool, but I'm not going to go off and read a comic book series based just on him. Well, I mean, this... I, do, you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. This version, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what you're saying, because, I mean, their characters are kind of sort of meant to be, like, just additional characters sometimes, you know? And I think that it's... There's been some some success with uh, some side characters before. Do you, do you guys remember the um, story uh, King Lear uh, from Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a story actually by one of my favorite authors called his name is Christopher Moore. Um, uh, it's focused on the jester, 
in King Lear. And it was a really good, like a really good seller. And sometimes that works. Sometimes characters that are meant to just be additional characters come out on top. Moon Knight is another example of that. He was a Deadpool. <laughs> perfect example. Perfect example. But I think it's about how it's done. You know, Jonah Hex has not had a lot of people, I think, that have given him the chance, you know, to shine. And I think that that's been like the limitation there. But the other thing is, how do you get people to excited about these characters when, you know, there's not been that much story about them in the first place, except for like these little side character missions here and there. They, you know, so you like, pump them into the shows, you pump them into the side, you know, as a guest character in these short stories uh, here and there. And that's what makes people like them. So then you go off looking for it. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, you're right. Because remember the Jonah Hex movie? <laughs> that's right. Was it? Come <laughs> out. And the only reason I loved that movie was because my favorite band uh, did the soundtrack to that. Oh, who did the sound? Uh, Mastodon. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, one of the guitarists, Brent Hines, was uh, one of the guests on it. But, I mean, other than that, the movie was just not that great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I forgot about that one. Huh. I mean, most people did. Oh my god, I just remembered something. Ah, uh, Michael Fassbender, I think that he was in that movie. Yeah, he was. Oh man, he was one of the villains. Was he? Yeah, he was. Dude, it's weird seeing people who like go on to do something like Wicked, Wicked Cool, uh, do stuff like that. Uh, I was watching an old episode of Firefly and Zach, Zach Efron was in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get like, shot? There? Did he get shot? Uh, he uh, no, <laughs> he was a kid. Uh, he he played uh, Simon the Doctor. Huh. Little th- little things here and there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just kind of like how, you know, a lot of us grew up. Drew Barrymore was in ET, and, <laughs> and now she's the, uh, you know, it's like growing up with an actress, right? I don't know. Weird. True. Or you see the uh, Leon, the professional, right? And, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman, right? Yep, yep, yep. And you're just kind of, that was whoa, <laughs> that's Natalie Portman? <laughs> How many kid actors end up doing that? God, I really hope they don't end up like rebooting E.T. You know, I was thinking the other day, like, I'm, I'm, I was a little surprised that they haven't tried to do anything with Back to the Future. Um, I'm kind of happy that they haven't. Oh, I am, but I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, I think that would be kind of hard to do, like right now, because I think Christopher Lloyd's really over it, and Michael J. Fox is like pretty much retired. Yeah, he's having a hard time acting unless he's in a chair. I think they said. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, even then, I guess, like with the Ghostbusters movie, they didn't even really have very much of the original cast. Did they? Didn't they have like one member? Oh, three of them were in there, but they were just as like cameos. They had one right. line, you know. I didn't even bother seeing it honestly because I heard it was bad. So. You know, I've been um, studying up for Rogue One a lot, and I've been really excited about seeing it, but I, th- I have been coming across a lot of people who have been making a lot of really good comments here and there, saying, like, what if, like, Hollywood didn't decide to start doing all these different reboots and everything? You know, what would happen if 
uh, all these reboots and sequels and everything didn't start coming out? Like, what if the success of nostalgia Hollywood enterprise wasn't out there? Would we get stories like this? And are they based off of certain books and stuff like that? Kind of like makes you think like, huh, characters uh, and stories that we all love. I wonder if they would, because let's be honest, a lot of shows and a lot of movies have affected either the books they're based off of or the uh, movies are influencing the comics that are coming out, etc. They're bouncing back and forth. It's kind of wondering if, if nostalgia never like made it as a hit part of enterprise and heart in Hollywood, would we have the stories that we are have coming out right now? Well, yeah, no, I don't think so, but we would have different things. Like I, I actually think that they would look to new, like it would have been new things being a new franchises, I guess. You know, yeah. like like they would go to more more of the young adult books. Like Fable Haven would be a movie, and uh, um, what what was the there other? Would, there would have been fewer Michael Bay movies. That would be cool. Yeah, there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I don't know. It's just all those James Patterson, Maximum Ride things. Well, they actually did make a movie of that, didn't they? Now you, you know what's coming up is there's only one or two things. I don't know, because I guess we'd have the same but less. Because I was just trying to think, and I'm like, no, everything except one book has is being either has been a movie or is being made into a movie that I can think of that people ask for or talk about at work. And I'm like, so yeah, we'd have the same stuff coming out, because everything that people write gets turned into a movie these days. And then in, we just have less, because we wouldn't have the nostalgic stuff coming back. Yeah. And at what point do they stop doing nostalgia? Like, at what point are they like, okay, 98, done. Well, I, I, there, there will be a point, but then what will happen is the people who grew up with this set of films and stuff will then get to the age where they are making movies and then they will be nostalgic towards... Oh, God. And the stuff will continue. You know what I mean? Double nostalgia. Yeah. Right, Give me oh, my Lanta. feedback loop. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> That's a really uh, hurt my heart. Oh. Because, yeah, I mean, like, if, I, if I'm understanding some of that stuff that I've seen from the press releases from Hasbro and everything, it's that they're, you know, how they did with the comics, Tyler, where they made all these, new, all, they brought back all the old toys like Micronauts and Mask and things, ROM and few others and they've uh, made them all into a comics that are in a the same universe as transformers and gi joe so they're sort of saying that these things all exhibit the same inhabit the same universe the same galaxy or whatever you want to call it right um it sounds like they're doing their own studio if it isn't either i bet it's already started but if we haven't already seen i don't know if we've already seen a film from it yet or not but uh all, they have all spark studios now for uh, Hasbro. And it oh. sounds like they're going to be making their, cause the next transformers film after this lost night or whatever, that's coming out. Uh, the rights revert back to Hasbro and Hasbro is going to do it in their own studio under all spark and Michael Bay's done. 
and uh, they're going to do Gen 1 and things based on IDW comics uh, storylines and stuff like that. And my hope is they get some of those guys to actually write and help with the film because then we might actually get good Transformers movies. <laughs> but uh, huh. I, we were wondering, Jason and I were talking the other day quickly at work. We were just like, what, what about, um, like, what if they made this, like, G.I. Joe and Mask and, like, what other things could be could make sense to, in today's market to being in, in films, like if they were to actually make live-action movies and try to connect them into one universe, you know? I mean, Micronauts might work, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure ROM would work these days. You know, Mask will work, but I'm not sh quite sure G.I. Joe is going to work, you know, no matter what you do. I, I've got it, the way you make G.I. Joe work. It's a R.G.I. Joe. It's what? Rated R. Oh yeah, like a just ultra violent, ultra violent one. Okay, like that'll be the big that'll be the big change you change in GI Joe. People get shot. <laughs> Make it like Rambo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After what? It's been twenty or thirty years, whatever. Uh, GI Joe. Finally, people start dying and all over the place. <laughs> yeah, huh. just I mean, like uh, yeah, we were talking about the uh, GI or the I mean. Rambo was incredibly violent, but they still made toys. Granted, that was a different time, but yeah, I mean, I, I would much rather see that like, Joe movie than what's that, Tyler? I missed. I was just gonna say I missed the GI Joe like little like here's a life lesson learned at the end of every episode. Oh, yeah. oh, and knowing it's half the battle, that stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, is the best. That would be awesome. You could still do that, but it'd be like geared adults. Yeah, they should. Yeah. You know, they, they have freaking Bruce Willis at the end of an More episode. Use that I don't. <laughs> use the rubber. Or they could have. <laughs> they could have it at the end of the movie, and they'd be like, "In today's movie, five thousand thirty-six people got blown away by bazookas, machine guns, and bazooka." And uh, in real life, you shouldn't shoht people. Oh, thank you. I'm the more so... you know. There's a feature. Oh God! So craziness. There, uh, there's a there's a there's a bunch of uh, videos on YouTube that parody the uh, "Knowing Is Half the Battle" things, where these guys just come on and just uh, dub over videos. It's the most. I. It's ridiculous and nonsensical, but I laugh every time. It's oh, it's too much, man. <laughs> yeah, those are great. I reference it to my friends all the yeah. time. If you do it, if you show it to anybody who's like normal. They're going to look at you and be like, hmm, I don't know about you, buddy. But <laughs> That's right, if you're like us, you probably yeah, think it it's hilarious. Sandwiches. What was that, Jason? <laughs> oh, they had a number of insane like, catchphrases like uh, pork sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That when the, wow. The guy's house was on fire. The little kid's like, pork sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, my God. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, we uh, we should go for the night, right? All right. Sounds All right. good. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. I love you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that I know that uh, half my battle's done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Bye, Jason. Autobots roll out. Oh!
Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!